Hey everybody, welcome back to The Hustle, it's John Lamoureux. Okay, okay, strap yourselves in, this is a wild one. Our guest this week is of course Dale Bozio from Missing Persons. I think everyone remembers Missing Persons. I mean, to me, they were sort of the, the template, they laid out the template of what new wa- people think of when they think of New Wave. They think of, they think of synthesizers mixed with punky guitars, mixed with a lot of style, which that band had in spades, especially on that first album from 82, Spring Session M. Well, Dale has recently put out her book. It's called Life is So Strange, where she talks about coming up through Frank Zappa, meeting Terry Bozio, marrying him, going on to be involved with Prince. She put out a solo album produced by Prince. Some of you may remember that. The third Missing Persons album was put out, was produced by Bernard Edwards of Chic, and what she's been doing ever since. Now, <laughs> this conversation gets a little crazy because apparently this is in the book. I haven't read the book yet, but in the book she details basically like her love list, her list of people that she had affairs with. And she recounts that list for us in this conversation and uh, gives us little stories about some of the people that she was involved with. I was not mentally prepared for that when I started this conversation, but that's where we went. So if you like good music, if you like pretty ladies, and if you like hearing about sex lives, you're in for a treat on this one, okay? Anyway, hope you enjoy it. She called me, there's hardly any music in this one, by the way. It just didn't come up. There's a handful of songs scattered here and there, but mostly it's about this list and about the book which you should check out. I mean, she's a character, so you know this book is going to be super interesting. She called me from her home in L.A. So let's start with the obvious. You've got this book, and you of all people, I haven't read the book. I just got it about an hour ago. Normally I try oh. to do that before these interviews, but now I've got it. I'm going to read it for sure. You okay. have to have one of the spiciest stories I could imagine. What got you to finally decide to put this all out there on paper? Well, <clears throat> sadly enough, um, Prince passed away. Yes. And my son woke me up and said, your boy died. And don't boy. freak out. It's going to be all right. And I started crying terrible and came mm-hmm. to my senses and thought, okay, thank you, Shane. And I just went to my desk. Oddly enough, I don't know. I don't know how. I just went to my desk, and I mean, I write all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. I write. I write. That's what I do. I write all mm-hmm. the time. That's how all the songs of Missing Persons came about. I'm always writing, 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 and mm-hmm. uh, I just, I just never really wrote uh, a story. Mm-hmm. I write prose or songs, mm-hmm. <laughs> poems, and. Um, I thought writing a story would be way in, too intense, and mm-hmm. I just thought to write about Prince. I thought, okay, well, I got to put down on paper what I think about him. Mm-hmm. I don't know why <laughs> it was so important, mm-hmm. but it, it was to me at the mm-hmm. moment. So that's uh, the day I started writing all this Prince information and, and uh, my stories uh, started about Fra- uh, Frank Zappa. But then I thought. I can't, I've never written a book. I mean, I write a record, you know, with my eyes closed, but I don't know anything about writing a book. So I called my friend, Keith Valcourt, and he's a very astute young man. He made a, a book with uh, uh, Gene Simmons, and he's an editor from Hustle Magazine. He's very, very uh, uh, spicy, and he, mm-hmm. he knows what's current. He said that he would help me write the book, so... I wrote it with him. He helped me 
you know, write the correct things, not say they're yeah. so bad. And yeah. <clears throat> he's been around rock stars his whole life and musicians, so he, he kind of knows, he knows yeah. knew what kind of would it hurt somebody and what wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And I even say in the book, you know, I'm going to keep some Prince's secrets because sure. I know the world really loved him so much. Yeah. It's just, uh, you know, it's just the kindest... <clears throat> cherished uh really person he, to me he you know i i write in the book about him but i write i write kind of like um ethereal almost you know mm-hmm. the way he, he smelled like ancient yeah. history and and his skin was so soft like a shell yeah. and like a seashell and and things mm-hmm. of that nature like i i write kind of like um curiously uh about my stories i i write that ethereal sort of pattern i always right. have you know yeah. my destination unknown is kind of uh definitely taking its toll on this book and yeah, yeah. you know i write i write honestly mm-hmm. also about yeah. him and um his awkwardness because i'm awkward Mm-hmm. And, and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. And I've read a lot of these other books that the girls write about him that he's had the opportunity to be in their lives. I don't. I mean, I I think you know everybody says, oh, I had the opportunity of being in his life. Well, he had the opportunity of being in my mm-hmm. life. True. So that's what True. I. You yeah. know, that's what I think, and that's what I think about everybody. And I think if everybody thought that way, wow, the big shots would sit right the fuck down, wouldn't they? Very good you point. Know, Very good you point. Can, yeah. You, you can edit fuck, but. You know, no, they would sit down. Whatever you want, Dale. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. You know, I'm not, yeah. I'm not into that. Like, you know, show off bullshit, baloney, mm-hmm. rock star crap. You know, yeah. <laughs> rock stars have a lot of downtime, and don't let them kid you. The party is in 24/7, babe. Okay, <laughs> it ain't, it ain't. So anybody that says you're a rock star, I go, oh God, help me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, fantastic. You poor soul, you, you old sod. Oh God, yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious. I want to. I'm curious if you if you had wanted to write a book that included stories about Prince while he was yeah. still alive. Yeah. You think he would have been okay with that, or because he was no. so private? No, no, he yeah. wouldn't be okay. He wasn't okay with anything. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. That the thing is, you know, now what I know now and what I see what he did, yeah. and now I know. I, I would go right back down there right now if I knew all of this. Comp- these complications were coming down the pike. Right. I was involved with my sons, raising my sons, my mother. My brother, my, you know, my whole family passed away on me. I've had, like, tragedies one after another, and they hit me like a ton of bricks, and I, I really haven't had time to think about other people. I, I wish I could. As yeah. I say all the time, if I had a magic wand, I'd fix it all. Bang. All yeah. good. I would make yeah. everything all better. No one would fret. I'm not the person that wants to take all your money or all your love. I really yeah. don't. I don't want to really yeah. take anything from you. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, I'm a, I'm a giver. You know, yeah. some people hug, some people don't. That's it. That, that's yeah. all. And I, 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 yeah, you know, I'm a hugger. Yeah. And so yeah. I see it, you know, I, I just see it differently. Like everybody has their own view. And mm-hmm. we forget that. We think everybody yeah. sees this our way. They feel it like we feel it. Well, think again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, true. that's not the case. It's true. Yeah, I was, that's gonna, not the case. I was saving. I was going to ask you about Prince later, but since we since he's up right now, let's get into it. I, yeah, yeah, he's up. I know <laughs> he's awake. <laughs> I shook him. Yeah, I shook um, him. I think so I'm the only person that poked him on the nose because it is. I did. I went right up to him and I poked him on the nose and I asked him to dance. He said, "You just poked me on the nose." I said, really? "Yeah, I did." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I did. And he's like, "Oh my god, okay." And then he went and danced with me, and right. and yeah, and then he said, "So what kind of a car do you have?" I said, "Well, I have a Corvette." He said, well, "What color is it?" I said, "Well, it's red." He said, uh-huh. "Will you take me for a ride?" I said, "Right now." He said, "Yeah, will you take me for a ride?" I said, "Sure, let's go." So he jumps up, gets his limo guy, 
pulls around the corner. I pull up in the red Corvette. He jumps out and gets in the passenger side, and we take off. He says, will you drive me really fast? I went, oh, he's talking to the wrong person. (laughs) 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 So I step on it, get to about 120, and he screams, stop. (laughs) And I went, oh, okay. And I pulled it back down, you know, to like 30, 40, brought it it all the way down. I said, okay, okay, please stop at the stop signs. I said, okay, okay, I'll do that. He said, turn around, let's go to my house. Now, this is the first time he invited me over his house. I was like, oh, okay, let's go to your house. <laughs> so uh-huh. we pull up at his house, purple rain, bicycles, old front motorcycle, lights are on it, it's all flashing like you know, there's a big, you know, big giant party going on. Uh-huh. I said, this party going on here. He goes, yeah, that's my party. That's my house. I went, Oh boy, okay, you're out in a nightclub and you got a party going on at your house? <laughs> I, I got I bored with it. And I went, well, good thing, because I wouldn't have found you. Uh-huh. He said, okay, well, come on in. And so I, I, I walk in and we walk through all the people. Oh boy, you know, scantily clad girls, boots, ties, gowns, sparkles, woof. It was crazy. And he walked me up these stairs into these French doors, and everything's all white. The carpet, the ceiling, the banisters, it's all white. And we get into this this bedroom, and and he says, can you sit down here with me for eight hours? I looked at him, and I went, no, I'm thinking to myself, what the hell do we have to do for eight hours here? What is the plan? Like, I got to sit in this room for, I said, uh, uh, I said, sure, for you, anything. Uh You know, of course. I mean, uh-huh. what, what was I going to say? Okay. No, see you later, stupid fuck, because I don't think so. <laughs> so I say, absolutely. He said, okay, well, I want to play you some music. I went, oh, you do? Mm. And then I thought, oh, I'm going to hear Prince music. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you know, oh, my God, this is amazing, right? Uh-huh. And I, I mean, I was, I was so full of myself. Little did I know. So he turns on, he said, I have this, this eight track here. And he turned it on. And the first note, I knew it because it was me. I was really? like, what? My face cringed and I looked at him and I went, this is Windows. This is Missing Persons. Yeah. What are you doing? He said, I have eight hours of Missing Persons. I want you to listen to it with me. <laughs> What? Yeah, 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 exactly. Wow. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Like he had remixed it or redone it or no, taken your voice? all the same, no right off the record. He made his own private eight track for eight hours of missing persons music. No way. Oh, yeah, the way, oh, way, the best of. <laughs> and it was over and over and over and over and over I had a five-course meal. I was down to three desserts. I had one out of blow, and I was starting to get a little aggravated. <laughs> I'm and like, you guys, oh, I my ask, God. you guys had sex while listening to your own music? Uh, no, we shut time? the music We shut the music off of that. Uh, okay, okay. No music, no music, no music. Um, and now, was he, this the first night you had met him? Or did you and let me tell you, it wasn't, it's not sex with him. Right. It's, it's uh, an expression. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not that way. Mm-hmm. He is very awkward, as I said. He's, he's gentle and kind and loving, but almost statuesque. Mm. Uh, the fella <clears throat> was not compassionate in a sense of a romantic Romeo boy. A uh, mm-hmm. little different than that. Kind of sci-fi practical rose petals everywhere and all of that. Yeah. Like Mayte has mentioned it. I And when she said that, I said, oh, yeah, I, I got that same treatment. <laughs> yeah, I, I got you. I got you, babe. <laughs> so I knew she was telling the truth. Yeah. You know, that's the funny thing. You, 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 you can catch somebody in the lie real easy in these situations, yeah. and you want to be really careful about yeah. the way you talk about people. 
You know, um, yeah. I know the people that I talked about. I've got a, a section here in the book, and it says loved and lost. And I listed them all. And I know they won't be upset with me because they loved me. They loved me. That, and they well, loved me, and I lost them. Who is them. on this list, Dale? Can you share? Oh, uh, let me. Yeah, yeah, let me get the book. <laughs> well, first, first of all, pr- uh, Prince and uh, not Frank Zappa. I, I did not sleep with Frank Zappa. Frank right. was a mentor of mine, and he was my father, second father coming. Uh, Frank, yeah. I, I genuflect to, to, uh, to, to Frank. He is uh, monumental in my life, and I, yeah. I, I don't think sex when I think Frank. No. Uh, I, I think, you know, hardcore music and and uh, him really, he he was a teacher of mine and yeah. I'm the greatest, luckiest, thankful person to know Frank, but I'll yeah. tell you about him in a minute because she Prince was different. I actually, it's not to say, but almost imposed myself upon him. I, really? I grasped him and held him, I think in a way that, no one did. Uh, they, people were afraid of him. They, they were afraid to hold him. Uh, maybe they thought he was going to break. I don't know. I don't know what the story was, but he didn't scam me. So I was able to um, talk to him in his ear, and I, yeah. I was able to um, tell him that I really loved, loved him. Uh-huh. I didn't tell him I was in love with him. And he got down on his knee and asked me to marry him. Go right away to Las Vegas, and I said I can't do that. I just met you today. Yeah, I, you don't understand. Uh-huh. I, I love you, but I, I, I haven't had the moment or the chance to really fall in love with you. I, I, it didn't happen just five minutes ago. No, I'm sorry. And then I, I couldn't, couldn't lie to him. Right. You know, I, I just couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it really. I mean. Wow. I don't think falling in love with the person has to do with the dollar bill for me. Uh-huh. Didn't really all, you know, money doesn't make the grade. So fame and fortune and all that, I want that for myself. I don't want your fame and fortune. Right, <laughs> I, right. I'm not really, uh, I, you know, I don't really want to share my fame and fortune with anyone. I yeah. don't. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I'm an independent woman, and it's going to it, take a lot to break me. Um, one way or another, and and I'm the person that you can't tell what to do. I'm that's just that like screaming, biting, totally scratching little girl that you can't yeah. tell me no, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to happen. And if you did, yeah. well, I'll make it yes. And that, yeah. and that's just kind of within me. I'm Roman. I'm Italian. I'm from Boston. Mm-hmm. I got that sort of you know edge about me um, yeah. to 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 do it my way. Not, not right. that it's wrong or rude or just, that's all. Oh, it's just my way because I don't feel that I should be told or pushed into a corner. Sure. And I don't, you know, so that, that's one of the reasons why I fell out that window. Uh, this particular security guard came in my hotel room when I had this accident. And um, <clears throat> he told me he was going to rape and kill me. And I told him he was talking to the wrong person, too. And uh, that wasn't going to happen. And I ran oh, to the wow. window to scream for help, and he grabbed me in a, in a stranglehold. And because of that man, I fell 40 feet out of the window on my head. With all oh. these problems. Yeah, it was at Holiday Inn, and it was February, you know, it was September 10th, 1976. I had just finished making Joe's Garage with Frank Zappa, and I became incapacitated. And because of that fella, I have looked over my shoulder my whole life looking for this yeah. guy. Yeah. He didn't rape me. He didn't come near me because I got away from him. But the escape was I risked my life, saved my life. And I'm lucky wow. I made it. You know, I'm lucky. I yeah. woke up. I fell 40 feet out of the window at Holiday Inn, downtown L.A., room 421. And I was 21 years old. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they I didn't know about this. Yeah, they, not a lot of people do. I write about it in the book explicitly because this is what I wanted people to learn that because of this tragedy, I picked myself up like beyond Raggedy Ann yeah. and, and like the Tin Man and, 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 and Scarecrow and stuffed myself back together and, and, and said, no, no, I'm not, I'm not taking this. I'm not going down like this. Wow. And I, I could have broke my neck and been capacitated for the rest of my life. And Frank Zappa noticed and saw 
and realized my fight. And he said, yeah. I'm coming to get you, and, and we're going to Europe, and I'm going to make sure you don't fall out any more windows. And wow. he took care of me and helped me and insured my, made sure my insurance was paid, and, and he, he put oh, me on the payroll, and, and he, he made my life for me. If it weren't for Frank Zappa, I, I wouldn't be here, literally. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Wouldn't, I wouldn't be talking to you. <clears throat> I wouldn't be any of these things. Yeah. And he right. gave me so many chances in life. I can only blow his horn yeah. and say, what an amazing genius, musician, father, human being. And he yeah. gave so many of us, so many musicians, the chance to, to yeah. forward our lives. You know, we weren't just working for Frank. Frank was showing us the way. Yeah. And little did we know then. Because yeah. you, you kind of don't know when you're in the mix of things. Until you separate yourself, you say, oh, wow, I did that, that, okay, oh, I fucked that up, oh, dear. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it's hindsight, right, really, yeah, you know, so, yeah. you know, but to get back to your question about the loves and loss. Yeah, please. Yeah, I'm going to the shaft now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh, this is fun. I wasn't expecting this, Dale. I'm excited. Okay, let me, let me go, let me, let me find out. This is a big book, too, is it? Like a hundred pictures in it. It tells everything from my childhood to growing up to playing kick the can outside to I've got poems in here. Then I've got this one that says Dale is. It tells uh -huh. you, oh gosh, it tells you exactly what Dale, how pathetic she is when she cries. And <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. And I love it the most. It's just, it's the real nitty gritty. It's like, you think you really know how I feel? You you haven't got a clue. Oh, right on. <laughs> you know oh, I mean? great. Like, you haven't got a clue. You know, I mean, I think that's why I always have, a, like, a laugh in my in my talking, because I think it kind of tickles me, all the things uh -huh. that happened. And they went by and went past, and I think, you know what, Dale? I say to myself, you have a really good attitude. And yeah. Frank Zappa said to me one day, if you can't take this downtime, Dale, go home and quit. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him and went, what do you mean, sitting here in the hallway, painting, mm -hmm. like, you know, writing poems, just sitting here, being stupid? Mm -hmm. He says, yeah, if you can't handle it, go home and quit. And we were making Joe's Garage. And I went, I'm not quitting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not quitting. I'll sit here all day. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was on the payroll for $500 a week. I wasn't going anywhere. That's amazing. <laughs> but my understanding okay. about Frank, too, was that when you moved to L.A., it was with the intention of being an actress. Were you also a musician? Because I didn't think that was part of what you were about. No, I no, I wasn't. That out of you. Yeah, no, I went to, I'll tell you this real quick. I, um, I went to, I was a Playboy Bunny in Boston. I was Playboy Bunny of the Year for 1976, right? Mm -hmm. the, the Boston. And they, Hefner's office called me and said, come to the house and move in and, and live here and be the Valentine for 1976 at the front door and you mm -hmm. will shoot you for a centerfold, right? Try out. Mm -hmm. And I went, okay, okay, I'm coming. All right, all right. I'm Playboy Bunny since the day I'm 18, 18, 19, 20, 21, and I'm, I leave to go to California. I, my father buys me in 1969 Firebird in navy blue, Five speed Recaro seats, convertible rag top, and I get two Playboy bunnies, a, 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 a shoebox full of cash, and we drive across the country. And I drive to Hefner's house, and I have this appointment at 10 o'clock in the morning on February 10th. On February 10th. I'm supposed to be the fucking Valentine on the 14th. So I walk in, and, I have, and he's up at the top of the stairs, and he's cornering me with his arm, waving me up, waving me up the stairs with his arm, and I'm like, what are you doing? Waving at me. Would you speak to me? Now, you got to understand, I'm a Roman from Boston. I've got, mm -hmm. real, I've got attitude here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. He's waving me up the stairs. I'm saying, Mr. Hefner, would you please come down to our meeting? I want to talk to you. And he wouldn't, he wouldn't say a word. He had his pipe in his hand, and he was just carrying on there and waving about. I said, okay, I'm going to leave. Thank you very much. I just drove here 3,000 miles to come and see you, and you're not going to talk to me, so I'm going to leave. Mm -hmm. I was so aggravated. I turned around. 
and my the secretary said, "Here's your Playboy magazine." I was in the Playboy magazine for Bunny of the Year, and they put you know a little picture of me in there. And then I walked out the door, jumped in my fiber fiber, and I sped out of there. I was doing sixty by the time I got to the gate, and I was, mm-hmm. "Oh, I'm really pissed at you, Hefner." And I get mm-hmm. out of the sunset, and I start driving back to Hollywood. So I go over to this place called Sunset uh, uh, SIR Lofts, and mm-hmm. I, I'm walking out there looking for some friends of mine that I know that are here. So I hear Frank Zappa music, and I look over, and I follow the music, and I get to the door, and there's a sign on the door, and it says, if you value your life, do not open this door. And I went, that's Frank Zappa. i got to talk to him. I pushed mm. the door open, and there was Frank. He no said, word. what are you doing? What are you doing? I go, oh, Frank, I'm really sorry. I didn't know the door was going to go all the way up like that. But, Frank, I had to talk to you. I heard you singing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> wow. And I had met him in Boston in 72 because I had climbed up a fire escape to get in the Orpheum Theater, went through the bathroom, and he said, come on in. And he laughed hysterically and said, how did I do that? And I said, I climbed in the bathroom window. So <laughs> we became friends then. But I was 16 years old, and I couldn't go to his party. And I told him I was just a kid. And he said, okay, well, you better go home. So he sent me home. And then, <sighs> and then this, this is like, you know, four years later or what have you. And there I am popping up. Again. I see. Okay. Yeah. So now okay. he says, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I said, well, I just went over to Hefner's house and I kind of walked out on him. And now I don't have a job. I'm hungry. My gas is, tank is empty. I don't know what to do, Frank. I don't know. Um, I'm lost. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, well, there's apples over there. You go have an apple. This is Terry Bozio. He's going to meet you later on for gas in your car. I'm hiring you to be Mary and Joe's garage, Joe's garage, and you're going to go on, on payroll tomorrow, five hundred dollars a week plus dental. Wow! <laughs> I wow. was afraid. What are you talking about? This is crazy. I don't know how to sing. I came to Hollywood to be a movie star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so delusional, <laughs> but yes. I like it. But I'm like that still. <laughs> Like, I'm in my own delusion, you see. <laughs> Good. That's well said. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like, Keith, my writer, he knew it immediately when we uh, were writing this book. He just said, Dale like, lives in her own world. I she, can see that. she does, you know. Did she exists there really well. Like, I, I don't have anybody bother me there. I, I think these things out. I Like, I thought that same thing with writing the book. I went... Let's write this book. Yeah. That's it, motherfucker. We're going full yeah. fledged, Keith. Let's do this. <laughs> you know, pre COVID, into COVID, and out of yeah. COVID, right? I mean, right like, on. I just, that's kind of my, I, it's kind of like I'm like a train wreck that way. Once I get, <laughs> once I wrap my, my, my arms around you, you're sunk. <laughs> so let me ask you something, Dale. This is a question I have always, always wondered. So what? Terry is obviously considered one of the greatest drummers ever. And Frank Zappa. You know what? Was, you just what? said it. And I say it in my book. Terry is the greatest drummer in the world. That's right. That's his, what, that's his reputation. And anyone who's playing with Frank Zappa has to be among the cream of the crop of musicians. So the thing that I've never quite understood is why one of the greatest drummers in the world decides to leave and start a band where drumming isn't even quite factored in. Missing Persons are a great, I mean, I love you guys, a great synth-pop band. That first album does feature, there's a couple of songs, like U.S. Drag. That That was Terry's idea. He wanted that. Yes, he wanted that. Oh, but you know when it's gone. And this 
he won't be the started drum. Oh, but you, you see, but Terry, well, listen, Terry, Terry is an incredible piano player. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, he is. And he bought me, he bought me a beautiful giant grand piano for my birthday. And you know what? The way he played it and the way he felt it when mm. I, we divorced, uh, like a month later, I said, okay, pay me for the piano because mm-hmm. you play it better than I do. And um, um, <laughs> you, you, mm-hmm. he synced me with everything. I mean, he could just, I don't think he fascinates himself much as, mm-hmm. in, as he does with the drums, but he plays the guitar and he's, a, mm. he's an incredible piano player. Mm. But he, I didn't uh, okay. yeah, yeah, he, he's very faceted, Terry. Um, yes, he's a genius. He's, he, he's all of those things. He's a melody maestro. Um, it's very sad that the three of us aren't together. And the music we created was between the three of us. Yeah. We sat on the floor with poem books and, and, and Terry would, would sing a melody like, da, 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 da. and I'd go, oh, all I want is a window. And he'd go, what? <laughs> Mm-hmm. I go, yeah, I know, right? And can you believe it? It's just so cool, right? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. stuff like that. And then, mm-hmm. then we we did that, the three of us. We did it. All, all, all that's all we did. We were just we bing bonged off of each other. And, oh, you can totally tell. Yeah, and, that, and then Frank, that, that first yeah. album especially is so tight. I've just never. It you don't listen to it and hear someone who's one of the best drummers in the world. Uh, playing on it, and I just wonder so why that, he was open right. to simplifying well, because like that. because 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 the flying lizards were out, and uh, we said me and Warren said, okay, well we wrote a song called I Like Boys, and mm. see if you like it, and he listened to it, and then Frank Zappa looked at me and him and and Warren and said, okay, the three of you should put a band together, call yourselves the Cute Persons. I'm going to mm-hmm. give you my studio this weekend. I'm going to New York. I want you to drive over to Ken Scott's house, get him to produce the record. He just produced Red Shoes, Let's Dance by uh, David Bowie. And, and then you can have my curse while everything's brand new. Get out the, the, the bugs in my studio. You make a record. And I'm giving that to you as a present. <clears throat> so put a band together. <laughs> you quit everything else. Quit mm-hmm. me. Quit everything else. And you be a band. And um, we came back like the next day and said, okay, Frank, we want to call ourselves missing persons because uh-huh. we're missing from you. Well, that's it. Now we know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, uh, and that's how that went. And, you know, everything is very endearing and it's all about Frank, really. Mm-hmm. It, it really is all about Frank. I even can see though that he, now. You know, even though he gave us all these opportunities and, you know, stirred us. It, he mixed us up like a witch's brew and mm-hmm. spit us out. He spit us mm-hmm. out. And we're all because of Frank. Believe That's amazing. Me, we all are. We're all because of Frank. Uh, there's nothing slight of, of short of, of that because Frank, uh, uh, Warren Kukarua wrote a record called Thanks to Frank. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. it's true. And it's so endearing and, and brilliant record. And, and, you know, as Warren and, and, and all the changes that we all went through, you know, I quit missing persons one day and, and I went on with Prince and, and Warren went to make Duran Duran and yeah. Terry built the, his incredible drum set. Yeah, and, yeah. And went on to be, it's incredible. become the yeah. incredible drummer, you know, that he is. And I, I knew it anyway when I, sure. I, knew, I knew it the day I met him. <laughs> That's course. the fun part of it. And always, and I always inspired him, which I will always say, I always inspired him to make the drum set, to do the teaching, to be really? that person. Oh, absolutely. I, I right. always said, Terry, bring on the drums. The bigger, the better. I loved it. I, I thought that was the way to go. Cool. And so, you know, now he has just impressioned that, and that's how, who he is. But yeah. I was right behind him all the way, you know, absolutely. Um, I believe in Terry Bozio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let yeah. me ask you this then. That, that oh, second, you want the love, the lost, or what? <laughs> well, yeah, I do. Yes. Okay. okay. Well, we're bouncing. Okay. So I have an, I have a bunch of questions. One quick question before we get to Love and Lost. What? Rhyme and Reason comes out. And like I said, when I listen to that album, I feel like I'm listening to a drum machine. Is that what? Well, Terry yeah. Well, yeah. That time? yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but the, that was Terry in the progression of programming the drums. Because okay. that was the progression of the drums. Yeah. Okay. Guess what? 
we were the only ones that started playing bass on keyboards. Interesting. Come on. We okay. went sci-fi before anyone else did. Yeah. And, they okay. call, and why do you think they called us New Wave? Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. So what, the, the reason that album sounds the way it does, even though Warren and Terry and you are such fantastic musicians, is because that's what was modern and tech and right. That's where it was advanced at that. Right. Time. That's where it was going. I mean, look yeah. where the drums are now. Look where everything yeah. is fucking programmed now. Yeah. It's just like yeah. vocals and background parts and fucking you know whatever you yeah. want in there, right? Yeah. You yeah. can put sure. anything you want in there now. You know, sirens and and blah blah blah. So right. everything's gone that way. It wasn't that way then. It was, it was, you know, the, the scratch all make from scratch pasta dish. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes sense. So tell me real quick then. I love uh, the third album with Bernard Edwards. He was his product, his production at that stage with bands like Power Station and Rod Stewart and stuff is so Chris. awesome. Chris. Oh yeah, I Chris. love it. Yeah. What was it like working with Bernard at that time? Oh, so slick. Oh, so really? slick. Yeah, you see how Missing Persons just nailed it, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. We got Ken Scott. We got Bernard Edwards. I mean, yeah. come on. We got Bruce Swedean from Quincy yes. Jones. Yes. We nailed them. We nailed yeah. them. Why? Because we were totally concerned. We created a condition that couldn't be ignored. You know what? Yeah. I'm all over L.A., Singing, walking in LA, and Terry wrote that as a ditty. It was a ditty. It was a funny song. Yeah, we used to laugh about it. Jumping like jack in the boxes. Well, we're walking in LA, and I go, well, "Okay, kids, we didn't even make a video for most of the songs on that record because True. the record company was after us. We had a three-record deal, and we had to come up with another album, so we didn't have time to run around the country. We did support it somewhat, but when it was mm-hmm. time to do anything else, they were like, "Oh no, you got to make another record. Oh no, you got to make another record." And we're like, "Wait a minute, we've got like mm-hmm. six, six hits on this record right mm-hmm. here." <laughs> we built this album for one hit after another so that we didn't have to go to work anymore, pretty much, right? I mean, yeah. we designed that. We designed it as the flow of the way the musical content went. Terry yeah. and Warren were very specific and, 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 and designed it so that it would flow. I mean, come yeah. on, Terry's timing, he's got the best timing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. no way around it. And Warren is melodic. He's, mm-hmm. he's a maestro. Mm-hmm. He's a lord in every world. That kid yeah. is a, just a melody maestro. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He so, is. You, you know, you can't take these things away from them. 
can't no. make them into a dressmaker, and you know, you have to take them as they come. That's yeah. the other thing, you know. It doesn't say they have the best personalities in the world. I mean, I would have loved to stay married to Terry, but uh-huh. it was impossible. Right. It was impossible, and I, I'm that girl that you can't really, uh-huh. you know, you can't really tell what to do. In, True. And the more True. you do, the more I'm fighting City Hall, and yeah. then there you have it, you know. But in a yeah. whole funny way, it broke the egg, and, and then everybody got to do what they got to do. True. You know? Everyone's and, been going and, off ever since. Right. So tell me your loved and lost list. Let's do it. Okay, here it goes. John Waite. Absolutely love him. Oh, I boy. just had, I talked to him about a year ago. He's oh, and so he didn't great. mention me? No. <laughs> See? See what I mean? See? Loved and lost. See? Lost. Lost you, babe. Okay, I love you when I'm with you, but... Pfft. Right? Have a nice yeah. day. Right? Yeah. That kind of thing. Like, yeah. you know what? That's funny. It's like I've got my own. I've got my own yes list. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean anything biased. No, I love it. But I, love it. I mean, really, it's all it's, it's all for comedy. Of course. So this. Okay. So, so next. Lost, these are people okay. that you. What defined the relationship? Is it a one-night stand? Had a, is it like, no, some of them went on for quite a while. Some of okay. them went on for tours. <laughs> okay. okay. I toured with John Wade. He opened for us. We had an incredible concerts with him when he was doing John, uh, Missing You. And uh, so, yeah, we had a love affair for, you know, some nice hotel rooms and stuff. Oh, got it. Okay. And, so, and then there was Louis Miguel. Now, Louis Miguel is a singer. And he, is, do you know who Louis is? Yeah, he's from South America. He's more popular down there, I think, yes. than he is up here, right? Yeah, very. We had yeah. the same manager. We had the manager. Oh. Jamie Shoup was his manager, and she was Prince's manager, and she was my manager. So we act- actually had an affair, but he was a lot younger than me. And okay. his ideals weren't, we, it, it didn't really, mm-hmm. it wasn't the right thing. He's a sweetheart, and I love him. Mm-hmm. He's very, very beautiful, very beautiful mm-hmm. fellow. And then there's Leif Garrett. Now, Leif uh, snuck into my hotel room. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, at the Universal Theater, but he was a munchkin. Now, he was naked smoking a joint in my, under my covers, and nothing really happened. I kept okay. asking him, did everything go all right? He goes, oh, yeah, it went great. And I went, still today, we talk, we, he comes to my concerts even now, I go, what happened, really? Do you remember? He goes, not really. <laughs> 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 like, I was a little confused. That was the 80s. That is okay. great. So then there's Vince Neil. Vince Neil. Of course. That makes of sense. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Vince Neil. I mean, he he and I, I, I actually, a friend of mine said, can you go over and hang out with him for a while? He wasn't doing, feeling too good. He had gotten a car accident with his friend, and he was really sad. Yeah. He's a really sweet, he's a sweetheart. That good to know. Fella. Okay, oh, good. He's a real, he's a doll. I'm in love with him. Oh, I love him. Huh. He's just such a sweetheart. I can just pinch his cheeks. Oh, he's Great. a darling. He's a darling. Um, and then, you know, I'm at the uh, MTV Awards show, so I'm really high. And I'm like, giving awards out. And I'm running up and down in the Parker Meridian Hotel, you know, doing blow in the elevator. And I run into John Taylor from Duran Duran. Ah, uh, yes. And I run up into his room and they kind of do a little toky, toky, yoky tango with, with John. <laughs> of course. Of <laughs> He's course. so handsome. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, the most handsome. He yeah, could, whoa. <laughs> he have, you two both. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he could have anybody. Gorgeous. <laughs> You can have anyone you want. Of course you want each other. Yeah, okay. well, it was like, he only wanted me for a minute, but he could have uh, stayed. I was, yeah. Like, he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's on the wanted list. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then um, I sprung into Roger Daltrey's room. Uh, oh. Room, yeah. But uh, Roger wasn't interested. He wanted okay. to, me to sit down and have dinner with him. And uh, I said, well, do you have any blow? Yeah, yeah, and he didn't have any blow, and I had to go. And I kind of said, okay, I love you, but I got to go. And I slipped out the hotel door, and I don't even think he'll ever remember me or hope Mm. that he was happy I left. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Oh, my gosh. And then, um, oh, geez, this is heavy. Not only reading it to you aloud sounds really dangerous. 
uh, Les Golland at MTV was the vice president. And yeah. Were, yeah, there were rumors of me kind of doing things with him behind his desk, and I said that I did a lot more than behind his desk. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all true. I heard oh, those rumors. Yeah, oh, all boy. true. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we had a love affair. You know, it wasn't uh, just that. And he mm-hmm. sends me the most incredible roses. Oh boy, these wow. rare white infused purple roses. Oh my Gosh. Very rare. And the same roses that actually Harold Robbins used to send me the same roses. And I never screwed Harold Robbins, but he was a friend of mine. He loved missing persons and he was going to help me write my book. Uh, But of course, he passed away. But Harold was a very dear friend of mine. His picture's in my book. I've been to his house with my children and and, uh, yeah, yeah. But, But let me go on before I forget. Yes. Uh, we've got Scott Gorham in here. Scott, that makes sense. Okay. okay. Now, Scott was in Thin Lizzy, and yeah. I went behind Terry Bozio's back, and I had an affair one night with Scott, which was really uh, rude. And I did it anyway. I, yeah. I, I did. I did a lot of these, like, flaky, fluky things that young girls do. They just do. They do these things, and then... Mm. I'm I'm just willing to talk about it to say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, yeah. I did this too, you know, yeah. not that, that I got, you know, I, I you know, it's that just to be my question. Does a lot of this stuff happen while you're still legally married to Terry or is it? Well, uh, some of it is before I'm married. Okay. To Terry. Lots okay. Be- I'm not married to Terry mm, okay. when I meet with, up with Scott. I'm not married to Terry and I get okay. pregnant from Scott. Oh, I, I didn't know that. I, yeah, I go to the hospital. I go to my gynecologist, and he says, you're not sick, you're pregnant. And I uh, go, oh, dear, I only slept with one person, which was Scott, because mm-hmm. uh, Terry and I were kind of discreet in our love affair. Our mm-hmm. whole life was discreet. We were we were never kissy-huggy in public much. Mm-hmm. We, we mm-hmm. were discreet because we were professional in our mood. Yeah. So anyway, with this uh, happening of Scott and I, I call. I tell. I go to Terry and I tell Terry that that this happened. I tell him the truth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, yeah. Miss, yeah. you know, Miss Conscience over here. So <laughs> I tell him the truth, and he says, "Oh no, you didn't do that." I go, "Oh yeah, I did. I did." He goes, "Well, now I can't join Ben Lizzie, can I?" <laughs> I said, well, <laughs> no, I don't think so because now I'm pregnant, and we got to call Scott, and we call. Scott in London, yeah, we found him, and uh, he got on the phone with Terry, and I said, can I have this child, and they both said no. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> we okay. put the bill, and I had an abortion, and it was yeah. a very regretful thing, and I don't feel happy about it, and I'm very sad that now I'm this age, and that happened, and I was a foolish young mm-hmm. girl just running around uh, taking my pants off and yeah. it wasn't the right thing to do, but it was done. And yeah. I, I never never talked to Scott and, about it. And if he hears about it, I want him to know that, that it really hurt my feelings mm-hmm. and that, that we shouldn't have done that. We shouldn't wow. have done that. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I well, hope... but could you have raised Scott Gorham's child at that point in your life? I mean, I'm not making excuses for abortion here, but think about where you were. No, absolutely. 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 Uh, You can raise a child on your head. Absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No conditions for... No conditions. Yeah. No price on having a baby. That's not part of what I think. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, Okay. No, no. Life is life, and I'm happy for it, but I know that a woman should make their own decision about their their body. No no doubt about it. So, you know, on the other hand, let me move on to Dolph Lundgren. Really? Dolph and I, yes. Uh, Is he done with Grace Jones at this point? Yeah, he was just done with Grace Jones now, right? And I'm driving in my Corvette up the mountain of Sunset Plaza Drive on my way over to see my friend Philip. And I'm driving up the hill, and I see a guy running up the hill with shorts on, naked. Mm -hmm. 
And I went, what is this specimen doing? It's most incredible. He has a boy running up yeah. this mountain. I pulled my car over, literally. <laughs> and I jumped up through my sunroof and went, oh, my God. <laughs> you are so incredibly beautiful. Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Once he again. Is, he still is a beautiful oh, oh my god. Oh he's he's incredible. He's yeah. chiseled he's chiseled yeah. handsome for life. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. And so he said, Oh wow, what are you doing? I said, Well, you know, I'm the singer girl, you know, missing persons. He goes, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, and I know who you are and, and oh my god, you're so handsome. He said, Well, <laughs> Let's exchange phone numbers. I said, yeah, let's, I think I asked him to go out to eat or something. I might, I might ask him to come over right now. I don't know. <laughs> but he said, he said, yeah, yeah, for sure. So I gave my phone number. I couldn't believe it. I made it, I made it like a U-turn and went back to the house where I was supposed to be because I'd fallen him up the hill in my car. Crazy. So I go back to my friend's house and they go, oh my God, you won't believe who just took my phone number. Dolph Lundgren, he's running up the mountain here. He's running up the street. And my friends looked at me and went, Dale, sit down, smoke another joint. Everything is cool. <laughs> because the night before, we just watched the movie with Rocky and him in the really? movie. Yeah, it was so coincidental. And my friends go, it's okay, hon. It's okay. We're going to get you a boyfriend. Don't worry. <laughs> right? No worries. I thought I was lying. And I'm like, I'm really, that's really the truth. I never, you know, I didn't have a phone or I would have selfied him immediately, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, that was so funny. And so what, lo and behold, he calls me. He, he called me a couple of days later. He actually called me and invited me over. I went over to his house. I met his brother. Uh, you know, we <laughs> had something to eat and watch TV. Uh -huh. Like a real person. Like, wow. Crazy. But, yeah. So, but I write in the book that movie styles are different. It, they yeah. are different. I, I, I realize it now. And I don't, I think Frank Zappa was right. Mm. I'm a musician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, maybe a video star. When mm -hmm. it could happen that way, but down deep, yeah, I have the camaraderie of a of a musician. I get that. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I I just have that. I I have that kind of consoling, caring, mm -hmm. open kind of you know, free, yeah. uh, understanding attitude. And I don't know, musicians, you know, they all seem a little off, but they're really not. <laughs> Let me you ask know? you a question that might relate back to everything you're saying right now, Dale. Because but my list is not over. Oh, well, let me, okay, let me insert one question, then I want to go back to your list. Tell me about the cats. You got a, you got arrested or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't really, too many cats yeah. in a house or something? No, no, no. I really don't want to talk about the cats, but, um, okay. the, yeah, there was, a, there, was um, a, a, they, there was a dead cat that uh, was found, um, and it was something that I just had to take responsible for because okay. I, I had leased the house. Okay. Um, so I wonder I if this is, you're talking about how, how sympathetic you are to people. That may also relate to a house full of cats that you're, in your mind, you're taking good care of, but it ends up being an unsafe environment. I was just curious. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 went, I went forward and took care of everything with that and good. kind of, okay. put, you know, it's all good now. You know, it's okay. all good. Just curious. Just curious. Um, well, okay, we, I've, got to, I've got to mention that I did fall in love with Jackie Jackson. Really? Yeah. He hated yeah. Jackie Jackson? Yeah, yeah, I really did. And um, he, uh, we became really um, sincere in, in a really wonderful, uh, passionate affair together. Yeah. But um, it was at a bad time of him involved with his family and uh, there were repercussions from his uh, like ex-wife, oh, and no. I couldn't tell him what was happening, mm -hmm. and I had to disappear out of his life. I mean, I oh, literally, no. yeah, I literally had threats on my life if I did not stop seeing him, and so I did. <laughs> oh, I did. wow. I, I said, oh, dear, 
oh, oh, I, 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 I didn't know. I, I had yeah. an idea of the intensity uh, of the situation, so I had to tell him, and he, you know, he, 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 he really, you know, really came about, you know, to to tell me passionate things, and I know he loved me. I love him now. Still, I love. I know, you know, he's just an incredible human yeah. being. But, Interesting. Um, yeah, really. What a what an amazing a man, just uh, compassionate and and caring and kind. And now I can see how he would care for all his brothers and interesting, you know, and be that person to look up to and and maybe yeah. be a father, you know. Also, uh, what a wonderful dad uh, that I uh, that he appeared to be to me when when he had he had I, I met his little girl a long, many many years ago. She's obviously probably a beautiful. Grown yeah, up child now, you know, all grown up, but I really fell for him, and uh, I couldn't tell him the truth. I couldn't even go to him and tell him what was happening, and I had to disappear. I really did. Wow. So, wow. you know, I, I hope again. I get. I don't know. Maybe he'll read what I wrote, but but um, he was really special, and and that is so interesting. Yeah, and you know, and I I also am friends with. Um, not that I had affairs with or didn't, I didn't, but I'm friends with Yusef Jackson, too. He's a really dear friend of mine. He's a young fella. He's Jesse Jackson's son. And yeah. I talked to him about the world, and, and I mentioned him in here that we go out for hot bread Sundays. And, oh, um, interesting. When his, yeah, and, 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 and how he's so endearing to me. All these, all these years, you know, that go by when you meet a person, I think you get the impression, you know, you know, sometimes, you know, the old people, the saying is don't judge a book by its cover. Right. right? Because uh, however will we know? But um, anyway, and also I want to say that I was in love with Sa- Sasha Mitchell, the Calvin Klein model. On the side really? Of yeah. Mm. I remember I, that guy. Yeah. You remember that guy? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely gorgeous fella. I loved him the most, actually. Wow. Out of out of all the people that I that I loved and lost, I, I loved him the most. And wow. um, you know, there's a couple what of people. Story. Yeah, yeah. He was a he. He's he's a beautiful, beautiful human being. Um, wow. I I can't say enough about actually all of them. Yeah. I, I'm grateful enough to know them all. And to yeah. be, have have been a part of their you know their life. Yeah, that's what I'm thankful for. You know, not that's great. Yeah, and, and I love and, how open and honest you are. Everyone you mentioned are the way you talk about them just confirms that they're good people. You know, and uh, I love everything you just said. I do. I want to ask one other question. I think we're coming up on time. I don't want to keep you longer than you're. Okay, to, sure. Than we're doing. But I wanted to ask, I, I finally got to see you in concert at one of the Lost 80s live shows here in Denver three summers ago or something like that. Yeah, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. And um, and I've had Prescott Niles on here before, too. He's been on the oh, podcast right. a few years ago. Great okay. guy. I'm curious, does, is that, is there, are there going to be opportunities for missing persons or you, whoever, to put on a show that's more than just three songs? Are you going to be able to kind of headline something or even open for somebody else, but make it, you know, 45 minutes of missing persons music? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I am doing that. I play at the, um, <clears throat> the Canyon clubs and the coach house. Oh, good. Club, yeah. Good. Yeah, I have, yeah, actually I do. Yeah, we do. We put on a set and um, yes, for sure. For sure. I'll be okay. doing that. I like okay. to join the eighties people, you know, when it's possible. Totally. <clears throat> totally. You know, and then fill in on the you know, fill in the blanks. And yeah. I'm playing at this place called the Cruel World in uh, May with a whole bunch of other rock stars. Yeah, but, I remember that. I heard yeah, about that. Yeah, so that's yep. that's gonna be wild. Cool. But, um, yeah. So uh Good. you know, I'm I'm around, you know, I'm out and about and um yeah. and also if you want to get the book, you can go to um um uh Facebook slash dalebozio.com. Awesome. We'll put a link to that in the description of this podcast. Yeah, and then I can personally autograph it to you if you want that. You know, that's the thing. Yes, of course. That's the Um, the only way you can get it from me. And it's a collector's item because in the back of the book, there is a pink vinyl record. It's a really awesome book. 
There's a lot of things in there. The collection of all the records I've made. I've read a lot of poems in there. And as I say, there's so many pictures in there of my whole life. The whole collection is together. So that, you know, I have it for my sons. Like, here it is. I did it. You know, I would have hated uh, I would have, I would really have regretted when I get to the other side if I didn't leave the book behind. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, I got one more question for you about a song. The the Dreaming album that you put out a couple of years ago, the covers, is really good. But you do cover in there of The Cars is Just What I Needed. But your version is so dark. I don't want you coming here and wasting all my time. When you're standing oh so near I can't lose my mind It's not the perfume that you wear And that's like the peppiest pop song ever. What made you re- redo that song in that style? Well, you know, I, he was a friend of mine too, Ben. <clears throat> ben used ah, to come really? over and sit on my back steps and, and we'd uh, drink lemonade <laughs> together. And he'd bring his dogs. He had two golden retrievers. And he used to hang out with him. Because my, my mother lived on the East Coast. And so uh-huh. I used to spend a lot of time like, at her house. And um, he would come by and sure, yeah, and he talked to my mother, you know. So, so we 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 were friends, and um, I can't, I don't know, I, I had him in mind, I think, at that point. Mm. And all the other songs I picked um, because, you know, mainly I I thought that that I they were my favorite, you know. Sure, they're all great. <laughs> that was yeah. just such a stark contrast from the original that I wondered what made you think to do that. But yeah. if you were friends with Ben, that makes sense. Um, well, look, Dale, I, I mean, you are one of a kind. You know this. There is no one else quite like Dale Bozio. And the fact that you've been able to continue to be who you are for 45 years or more is incredible. <laughs> and now you get well, to do this you. thing where you get to collect these paychecks for doing the 80s shows and getting out there and playing the songs that people love. It's a, it's a victory lap for you. And the book is going to be amazing. Thank you for talking with me. There's just no one quite like Dale Bozio. Oh, anywhere. I love you so much. Thank you so much. I'm blushing. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank Absolutely. you. I love I you. I love you. I love you too. All right. There you have it. Dale Bozio. I bet you weren't expecting that kind of a conversation today, eh? Wild, right? Well, uh, we wanted to close it out with another. I mean, she talks so lovingly about Prince in here. We all love Prince. One of the hits, hits in quotes, it didn't get as big as it should have been, but it's a great album. One of the hits off that album that she made with Prince is this song right here, Simon, Simon. And it made sense, I think, to close it out with this one. Anyway, Life is So Strange, it's out now, it's got to be a wild book. I can only imagine. I'm going to pick it up. I hope you will, too. Now, our guest next week is someone who... Rose to pro- a legend, really rose to prominence at the same time as missing persons, although in Britain, and is someone you're likely to see on tour with missing with missing persons if you catch them this summer. And I'll just leave it at that. You may already know who it is. Anyway, huge thanks as always to Yana Mamakevich, my right hand man, for everything that you do. Uh, you guys can like our page on Facebook. You can send us a message on there. You can find us on uh, Twitter at the Hustle Pod, or you can send us an email at the at gmail.com. That's weird. I did those in reverse order than I normally do, and they felt weird coming out of my mouth. Isn't that funny? You're so used to saying things in a certain order that when you switch it up, your brain it breaks. That's what just happened right there. Anyway, um, I don't think we have any bonus episodes coming up for the next couple of weeks. But there you go. 
All right? Thanks, everybody. We love you.